Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and today is Sunday, June 11th in the year 2023. And here I am recording from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it rained a good portion of the weekend and thundered like crazy both yesterday and today, and now is very quiet and calm and not raining. And now that I've given you the weather reports, <laughs> that really probably doesn't matter to you, <laughs> but it matters to me. Um, I'm going to now give you the astrological report. So it's been... It's been a heck of a time, and it's, it's really been something unusual, strong, and, uh, you know, turning points after turning points after turning points. Um, when planets get involved with the nodes, they are uh, encouraging some sort of karma, destiny, figuring something out, possibly, that you had... Uh, that's an old pattern, like uh, that could be from a past life if you if you go in that direction. And things that are happening on a regular basis during the time of the context to the nodes are usually very potent and meaningful. So, for example, you know, in these days we've had we've had quite a bit of contact to the nodes. So, you know, as you know, and as I've been talking about. You know, Jupiter has been with the North Node, and that brought a lot of turning points of a sort. And then there's, you know, a few weeks ago or so, we had Mars squaring the nodes with Pluto and all that. And then we had Venus square the nodes just a couple days ago. And that, again, brought more turning points and realizations and karmas and undoings of karmas. And so... I have found, and you know, the nodes have a lot to do with the eclipses, and I have found that in these weeks that there's been, you know, I I was talking with myself the other day, as I have to do every now and again, and um, I said, you know, what's really going on here? And I realized that a lot of what I was feeling was still left over from the eclipses. And because the eclipses, I mean, they've been a while ago now, you know, they were, the, the last eclipse was May 5th, and now it's June 11th. So there's been lunation since then that kicked out the eclipses. But remember, the nodes have something to do with the eclipses. And then when planets come to the nodes, like Mars squares the nodes, Venus squares the nodes, Jupiter conjuncts the North Node, Uh, The moon comes over and touches the nodes several times during the month, whether it's the north node, the south node, or like squaring the nodes. This is, this is not, this has not allowed us to really release and uh, just let go and work through a lot of the stuff from the eclipses until recently. And now I felt the shift in these last days and I feel like we're moving past it. And, you know, Jupiter and the North Node are starting to separate. They are a couple degrees apart, but they're still conjunct. I mean, as I always say, if you have a baby and they have an astrological chart, they have Jupiter conjunct the North Node. So it's not that far away. And Venus is still squaring the nodes. Venus is at five degrees Leo and the nodes are three degrees Taurus and Scorpio. And so there's still karmic things being worked out. There's still... uh, old patterns being 
you know, released and surfacing and releasing again and things that are keeping us connected to uh, historical patterns, maybe even, you know, family patterns, uh, you know, things that are, are passed down in ancestry. And then there's also what I, of course, call past life patterns. And so there's, there's a lot to this and there's been a lot going on. So if you feel like you're a bit worn out and you have been through a lot, even since the eclipses, you're not alone. There has been an enormous amount of shifting and changing as a result of this and releasing old stuff. And, you know, the nodes are in this position at the end of the fixed, they are in the beginning of the fixed signs, but they're leaving the fixed signs because they move backwards and then they're going to go in July, they'll go into, uh, the North node will go into Aries, the South node will go into Libra. And these are all very, um, very intense undoings that we're watching. And, you know, Pluto, Pluto's been squaring the nodes and it's not exact. It's not exact. It's, you know, it's just several degrees apart, but Pluto is moving slowly, and we're going to talk about Pluto in a minute because he's moved, and it's been at zero Aquarius since March, but the nodes, they haven't reached zero, but I would say three degrees, that's close. <laughs> that's close, and all that grand cross action when Mars was opposite Pluto, and then the other day, Monday, when Venus was opposite Pluto, and Jupiter was squaring Pluto, and all of this that's gone on, all of this that's gone on is still there's something Pluto is very close and they it's been very close and so we we have to take that into consideration and so there's something transformational going on relative to the nodes okay so yes on a regular basis planets do deal with the nodes especially the moon you know the moon is always going to touch the nodes throughout the month um and you know when eclipses come the sun gets involved but but we've had Jupiter, we have Venus, we have Mars, we have, and, but, but we don't often have Pluto. And Pluto, which has been at zero degree, degrees Aquarius since the 23rd of March, is really like pushing the whole transformative element of that. Okay. And, you know, if again, I'll say it again, if you have a baby <laughs> and they're born and they've got Pluto at zero Aquarius and the nodes are at three Taurus and Scorpio, I'm going to say Pluto is squaring the nodes, you know, like, oh, this is your baby's chart. Yes, Pluto is squaring the nodes. Okay. And so that's been complicated. It really asks for a deep transformation on a powerful level. So speaking of Pluto, Pluto is now back in Capricorn. So uh, we hours this morning, Pluto went back into Capricorn. And yes, this is where Pluto is going to stay for the rest of the year. So we're not finished with the Capricorn story. And so now Pluto is still kind of square in the nodes because it's four degrees apart. But they're not in the same modality. They're not in the same mode that's fixed. Pluto is now in a cardinal sign of Capricorn. And Pluto is at 29 degrees, 59 minutes of Capricorn. That's where it is right now as I speak. And Pluto is going to do the 28-29 thing. It's going to stay retrograde. October it will go direct. And then it will move back into Aquarius on January 21st of next year. That is quite a long time. Um, you know, 
we got a taste. So this is important. We did get that taste of Pluto and Aquarius. So it's not like we don't know Pluto and Aquarius. We have felt it. We absorbed the codes. We embodied the nature of Pluto and Aquarius already. So we can't go backwards. The pill can't be unswallowed. Okay. The pearl can't turn back to sand. Things can't be undone. Once, once you know something, you can't unknow it. So once Pluto went into Aquarius and we got that vibe and we caught it and it's been there for the last couple of months and it just left this morning, even though Pluto is back in um, Capricorn, we can't unknow Pluto in Aquarius, okay? We know what it feels like. And so now that we now have new knowledge in our beings to go through the end of Pluto in Capricorn. Now, this isn't going to be the last time Pluto goes into Capricorn. It's going to do it at the end of 2024, which is a long way away, like a year and a half or so, probably that October or so of 2024, and then go back into Aquarius, I think, by the end of that year. But it'll only stay at like 29 degrees. But we're not worried about next year. We got to deal with this year, and this year is not even half over yet. So um, Pluto is back in Capricorn, and like I said, we don't, we don't, know until we know and we know what Pluto in Aquarius feels like so we are now coming back through Capricorn already having experienced Pluto in Aquarius and it's a different energy it's a different vibe it's different consciousness and so we are now prepared to handle the rest of Pluto in Capricorn and I can bet you it's not going to feel like it did before it's not going to feel like it did back in February, for example, because all we knew for the last 15 years is Pluto and Capricorn, right? And now we already know something else. Now the, like, the information has been handed to us. We know what it feels like. We know what it, it looks like. Um, I'm uh, amazed at the amount of AI I see floating around the internet, social media, and everything. I am just completely amazed at what people are putting out that is looking like something that's real and it's not. And you have to be really sharp. You have to be really sharp to look at that and say, oh, that's not true. Of course that's not true. Um, that's not real. People are falling for things left and right. People are falling for things. And smart people I know are falling for things and saying, no, this is wrong. They, they can't do this. This is wrong. And it's like, no, that's AI. That's not real. Don't, don't fall for that trick. It's, it's going to find its way into our lives. It already has. And it's fascinating how people are really getting tripped up by this. So everything you see, everything you read, you have to really make sure it's coming from a reliable source. Um, yesterday I was reading something on the internet, something that was very innocent and there were all sorts of ads on the page and they were completely false and the pictures were completely false and I knew they were and I'm like, I, I don't even know what the point of having those uh, here are because the, the world at large knows that that's not true and I guess people are going to click on that. I'm not clicking on that, but I don't know where that's going to take me if I did. So you don't click on those things. Um, you don't click on those things. So it's really interesting and a little scary 
absolutely a little scary. And then I was reading something from an email I received from some tech company the other day, some website, and they were talking about how if you write something, if you're writing a blog or you're writing information or you put something up that you've written with like one of these AI functional tools, it may not be yours. You may not own the rights to that. If it comes from you, you own the rights to that. If it comes from AI, that's, and here we are again. Remember the sampling days? <laughs> Remember the days of, early days of sampling music pieces? Like, okay, that little bit of sample there belongs to another artist in that song, and it's not yours, and it's not the band that's doing it. It's another band from 20 years ago, and they sampled it. So it's, it's like that all over again, right? Um, so this is really, really something profound. And I, <laughs> I got um, this, I went on the Apple uh, app the other day, the shopping app to get a, a card for someone, an Apple card for someone. And I saw these glasses, these goggles, and they were these very strange looking, um, it's called Vision Pro. So Apple has already come out with something or they're coming out with something where you're, you can look like it's like you're looking you you put these goggles big goggles on and you can look at like a computer screen or like you're looking at you know maybe you want to go watch a YouTube video and you just need to like I don't know wave your hand or move your arm or something and it's going to let you look at the YouTube video and which is only in your goggles <laughs> So I thought, oh my God, this is crazy. I mean, it looks kind of cool, but it's so futuristic. It's so Pluto and Aquarius. And I thought, oh my God, this is crazy. I don't know that I want that. I mean, I didn't even buy the Apple Watch. I was like, meh, you know, so what? I, it's, it, no, I didn't want the Apple Watch. And for a whole bunch of reasons, which are boring. Anyway, I, I just looked at this and I just thought, oh my God, are people going to be sitting in their houses with these things on? Or are they going to be walking down the street with these things on? And how crazy is this? And it just gets, it, you know, Aquarius is so deeply technological and futuristic. It's like Jetsons on steroids, you know? And, and we really, we really do need to be very careful about all of this. So now that Pluto's back in Capricorn, We've already seen some things coming, coming to a theater near you, Pluto and Aquarius, and it really is something profound. Um, and, you know, just be careful. And so now we're going to go finish up our job, finish up our mission in Pluto and Capricorn, which has always been about mastery of some sort, some sort of authority, because Capricorn is it's a 10th house ruler it, it naturally rules the 10th house Capricorn and Saturn and we're back to thinking about this in Capricornian terms very earthbound accomplishment achievement oriented terms what have you wanted to accomplish and achieve in these last 15 years what did you want to uh, complete and master in these last 15 years where did it take you? What part of your horoscope is it in? What house is it in? And so these next six months or so are about going back and empowering yourself in that area of your life and your astrological chart. Where did you possibly lose power, feel like you were not empowered, and now you need to go back, empower yourself, and take back your power? 
And it's always, with Pluto, it's always about power. It's about transformation. It's about going into the underworld and connecting with the lessons we need to learn from the underworld and what we need to clear up and clean up and what we need to confront and face that is in our own private underworld. Once we connect with that, we are no longer disempowered by those things, whatever is in our own private closet underworld, um, whatever has been possibly um, a place where we were afraid to take control, take our power. And because those words, control, power, they're very Plutonian, but no one wants to be controlled, right? No one wants to be controlled. And so if we feel like we have to take back our control or we're, you know, you know, this whole empowerment thing, if you're afraid of your own power, people, people like think that these are kind of egotistical things. Take back control. What do you mean you're taking back control? Because you have to like not be controlled. So it's either take back and own it and be more in control of your life than you've ever been. Or let yourself be controlled by random circumstances from your own unconscious closet. Okay, that's where we're going. So what do you know about your own unconscious closet? What have you explored in your own private underworld so that you can, you know, finish the job in that area of your life? And where can you become the master of your own life? And it's interesting because it's, it's about taking back your power and understanding the, the amount of power you really do have. It's all up to you. No one can tell you how to live, what to do, etc. And you shouldn't be living under the thumb of someone else. So you, you want to empower yourself. You want to be more in control of your life than you've ever been. And those things come as a result of Pluto going through the end of Capricorn. So that's where we're at right now. Uh, Pluto's back. Um, it's fine. And, you know, like I said, I, I really still feel the knowledge of having Pluto in Aquarius. Now, I've, I'm, of course, of course, an Aquarius. So I'm going to feel that particularly. And I feel like, okay, this isn't going to be so bad bad <laughs> famous last words right talk to me in a few months when I'm going oh my god I can't wait for Pluto to go back into Aquarius you know um but <laughs> I think that once we know that there's another level coming we're not going to be afraid to release things that we don't need because I think Pluto and Aquarius showed us where we can go next with our empowerment and how we can actually better our lives in a in a grand way that's good for the world at large you know, so I believe that this is just, you know, like I said before, we're cleaning up the house to sell it. <laughs> we've sold the house. We're cleaning it up after we've moved our furniture out. We're just going back and doing the once over good cleaning before we before we leave for good. And so that's what these next six months are about. There's going to be a taste, like I said, at the end of 2024. But let's get through this first. Um, by the time that one happens in 2024, we'll have a whole bunch of Pluto and Aquarius experience. So yes, so yes. And so 
And there's other things going on this week. So one of the other things is that Venus squared Jupiter. And remember what I said last week, there's going to be three times. So what happened to you as a result of Venus squaring Jupiter? Did you come into some awareness? Did you spend too much money? Did you eat too much? Did you <laughs> overindulge in some way? Or did you gain wisdom through maybe something that was a little bit uncomfortable? Because squares are uncomfortable, even if they're Venus and Jupiter. So... Did you gain wisdom through something that was perhaps uncomfortable? Okay, look at where you've been these last couple days and, and how that feels. In the meantime, we have other stuff coming up this week. We have Saturn slowing, slowing, slowing down because Saturn is going to retrograde next Saturday, the 17th of June. I can't believe I'm saying 17th of June. It's already the 11th <laughs> and... Yes, Saturn is going to slow down now and is slow, slow, slow at seven degrees of Pisces and it's going to make the retrograde next Saturday. Saturn will go direct later this year in about five months or so, but it's going to go to, um, it'll go back to zero Pisces. So where we've been since March, again since March, we're really reviewing that too. So this is an interesting time because remember what I was talking about in March and remember I gave a masterclass in March, which you can still purchase, which is Pluto in Aquarius, Saturn in Pisces, and they're going to be with us for a while. Saturn's not leaving Pisces, but everything that we went through in March is now taking a step back. Pluto is back in Capricorn. Saturn's going to go backwards, back to where it started in Pisces, okay? So what was going on in March? What felt different? It felt different. For me, it felt incredibly different in March. Once we had that, it was like a, a wake up. It was an awakening. It was fresh energy. This isn't going to be stale energy. This is just sort of a review of where we've been in these months and how we are um, progressing along these lines. So where have you been since March? Where have you been since March? And we're going to review all of that in these next months with Saturn going where it is, with Pluto going back. Um, the thing that's not going back is Jupiter. Jupiter's not going back into Aries. Jupiter has left Aries, is in Taurus, and that's it. And so as Saturn slows down, Mercury will make a square to Saturn. So Mercury is newly in Gemini as of this morning. Um, so Mercury loves being in Gemini. It's its own sign. It's happy there. It likes it very much. It can express itself very well there. And so our thinking may be very clear and fast and processing things very quickly, information very quickly. We may have deep conversations. We may have frivolous gossip conversations too with Mercury and Gemini, but it's joined the sun in Gemini. So now we have more air in the sky. Now that Pluto has left an air sign, the sun and Mercury are in air signs. And then we have Mercury in Gemini squaring Saturn in Pisces on Thursday. So that's an interesting dynamic because we're all in mutable signs there, flexible ideas. And so Mercury and Saturn are going to meet and have a conversation about, you know, um, maybe very structured thinking, maybe critical thinking, maybe not speaking some secret or some information, maybe not taking it to the gossip level because Saturn is discipline. 
So Mercury squares Saturn is maybe I really shouldn't tell this story again and again. Okay, I'm not going to tell anybody this. I'm just going to be very quiet and very uh, to myself about this. I'm not going to spread rumors and information and discuss things that probably shouldn't be discussed yet. Mercury to Saturn asks us to be discerning in our communications, to be aware of our communications, to be thoughtful and be respectful and communicate with integrity and not just like fly off the handle telling people things and stuff. Just be very thoughtful and, and precise and also, you know, about you know, any kind of work we need to do, be very thoughtful and precise about our work and, and be very, um, efficient in some way. Be Saturn about it, you know, um, be very clear, clear. So next weekend we have a new moon in Gemini. So that means the moon will be in Gemini, the sun will be in Gemini and Mercury will be in Gemini. So this is a lot of fast thinking energy, okay? So the new moon in Gemini is at 26 degrees, Gemini, the end of the sign. Because by the time we get to next week, we're going to be approaching the end of Gemini, if you can believe it. It feels like Gemini just began, but we're sort of in the middle of it right now, of the middle of Gemini. And we've got another, say, ten, from now, from where I speak now, we've got another about 10 days or so to go before it finishes. And that new moon is going to be squaring Neptune. <laughs> so it, it's an interesting thing. It will be squaring Neptune and then the next day. So the moon will square Neptune for sure. And then the sun will square Neptune on Sunday the 18th at 11.54 p.m. Eastern time. So the, the new moon occurs... Uh, really, if you're in the Eastern time zone, it's going to be 12.37 a.m. on Sunday. For me, it's going to be Saturday evening at 10.37 p.m. in Central Standard Time where I am. So that's that whole new moon situation squaring Neptune. That's where things are not clear. Okay, so now we've got Saturn going retrograde at the same time this new moon is going to be squaring Neptune. So this is a little bit of the clarity, non-clarity energy, okay? And so we want to be, we want to keep our heads on straight and we want to be as clear as possible while this energy is surfacing in our lives. The new moon square Neptune can be highly intuitive and psychic, highly sensitive, okay? Even though the new moon is in Gemini, which is very brainy, mental, energy, analytical, thinking, overthinking, it's asking us to step back and be more intuitive. So there's going to be a part of us during this lunation that, you know, it's a square. Again, there it's a challenge. And the new moon wants to be thinking, analyzing, talking, speaking. And again, there's this challenge to a planet that is much bigger and saying, okay, you have to sense into this and sort of navigate the difference between sensing into this and thinking into this. So if you find that your thinking mind is at odds with your intuition, you need to really be balancing this. Remember, intuition should top thinking mind. You know, intuition is always going to you know, 
be your best guidance. So this may be a moment when you're trying to, you think you should do something, but your intuition saying, ah, maybe not such a good idea. You know, so you have to, we all have to pay attention to the rational thinking mind versus what the intuition is telling us. And this is a lot of communication. This is communication with self. This is communication with others. This is communication of ideas. It, it requires balance between these two factors that we live with every day. And if you find that your intuition is speaking very loudly, then you need to listen to it and not necessarily feel like I can't, I can't pay attention to that. I've got my, my rational mind is telling me this and I need to be rational about this. So there may be decisions any of us have to make during that time next weekend that ask us to choose between the two or find the balance between the two. Squares usually ask us to find some middle ground that we have to navigate between those two qualities. It often means they are really at odds with one another. And it's important. This is a big one because it is a lunation. It's a big lunation. It's the, it's the new moon. And it asks us to initiate things and start new ideas. New ideas is a great thing to do under a Gemini new moon. Great new ideas. And really, they should come from a creative, a deep creative place. So if we can find a nice creative idea to go out in the world with and, and, you know, follow up and follow through on our creativity, well, then this could be a very valuable use of that new moon next weekend. And paying attention to it, paying attention to something that is maybe stretching us a little bit beyond where we're comfortable. Maybe we want to just be very rational and very thoughtful about this. And it's asking us to step into our creative senses and, and step into our senses, not think. Okay, so in some realms, we're going to have to turn off the, turn off the thinking mind. In Gemini, it's so much energy in Gemini that it's the, the mind can really just get revved up, as opposed to Neptune, that is more meditative, and sensitive and intuitive. What you also need to be aware of is when that you know that Gemini energy could be all bah, 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 bah. you know it's you've got to sort out what's truth and what's not because Gemini sometimes will say something and it's sort of like embellished because it's funny or something but it's not really the truth. Neptune can also bring lies around, so you could get incorrect information with. Gemini energy and Neptune. There may be some lies that you're being told or, you know, it could go either way. You're told some big truth. You find out some big truth or you find out like someone's lying to you, you know, or you sense that someone is lying to you. Keep your antennas up. Sense into things before you think too much. Okay. So there's really balancing intuition, balancing the mental energies we have that can get carried away. Very important. And Neptune is going to start slowing down because at the end of the month, Neptune will retrograde. So we're really starting the whole season of retrogrades of planets that go retrograde for a long time. And we know that Pluto 
is retrograde for a while now. We know that Saturn's going retrograde next weekend, and we know that at the end of the month on the 30th, Neptune will retrograde. So this is, you know, the, the next one will be Uranus, but that won't be for a while till like the end of summer. So we're really, we're really paying attention to this again, stepping back, looking at where we've been, uh, what we'd like to, if we want to course correct, what we'd like to review, anything, anything that we have, you know, accomplished already this year and what we need to do if, if we need to review that. It's interesting because it feels like the year just began and we really are approaching mid-June. That's what, you know, today is already the 11th. We're approaching mid-June and we are really, we've been far in this year and a lot's happened. So let's go back and look at what's happened and are we satisfied with it? And, you know, do we need to make some adjustments? And that's what retrogrades help us do, kind of review and adjust and step back and look within. There's always that within card, right? That's the week. And, you know, we'll talk more about Venus. Venus, I talked a lot last week. Venus is going to go retrograde in the end of July. So we've got some time yet, but start paying attention, start paying attention because Venus squared Jupiter. And remember, this is the first of three passages. That's three chapters of a story. So we've got a big narrative happening with Venus. So start really paying attention to your relationships, your money, your dynamics with people, friendships, and love because Venus is in Leo. Mars is in Leo too. They're not really conjunct, but Leo is all about the heart. So, you know, Venus and Mars are asking us to take some, some reviews of where our heart is right now, okay? And I am Deb McBride. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast. If you'd like to contact me for any reason, you can email me, deb at debmcbride.com, info at thegoldenastrologer.com. My website is thegoldenastrologer.com. My Instagram is thegoldenastrologer. And if you are... Looking for updates during the week, I make a lot of astrology updates and videos and things as things come to pass during the weeks, as we have a new feel for them, as they're, they're upon us, you know, as we, I can talk about them on Sunday, as I always do on this podcast, but Instagram tweaks things as we go along through the week. I'm available for sessions. If you go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, click on book online, you can book an astrology session with me. You can book a Reiki session with me, or you can educate yourself in the Reiki, Lemurian Reiki. And I'm also available for expansion mentoring. And if you'd like to know more about that, you can always email me. I wish you a beautiful, blessed week. Gratitude to all for listening. Thank you so much and have a beautiful week.